Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, to Bobby and Jason's Halloween podcast extravaganza. Sit back now, my kitties, and listen to the thespian Robert Catalano as he takes you to the depths of hell in his reading of The Thriller. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. The phallus stench is in the air the funk of 40,000 years and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're trying to scare the shit out of everybody, bro. Did I do it? Did I scare anybody? Yeah, you scared me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where the dog is. Dog just left. We heard that voice and said, you know what? I don't need this. <laughs> and how many people out there really have always thought to yourself and hear that song, wow, Bobby would sound great doing that. I wonder if he's ever done it. You know what, though? Vincent Price, he killed it. So I just wanted to do my little version and... um I give major props. I love that song. Isn't that a great song? That is just... It, it goes with it. Halloween, which is coming up next week. So it's perfect. It's like a perfect marriage. Yeah. I mean, it totally evokes... I mean, he nailed it. Michael Jackson, uh, Quincy Jones, that whole yeah, record. John, John Landis directed the um, video, which was a major event. That thriller video was like a mini movie. Yeah, it was like, and you got a chance to watch it at home. Do you so you're sitting there. Do you remember the making of Thriller? That was even better than Wasn't the actual video. Wasn't it like video. the makeup, the, how that Michael, the process and the hours it took to make him into the zombie Michael? Yes. That was yeah. badass. How it was taken from another fabulous horror film from the 80s, American Werewolf in London. Exactly. John, John, John Landis. Landis. Yep. John Landis is very talented. That was a great crew. Between Michael, John, and Quincy, man, star power. Yeah, yeah. You know what else? We didn't even introduce ourselves here yet. Well, my name is Bobby Catalano, and across the table is Jason Pasco. Oh, come on. Can't you do it like Don Pardo from like Saturday Night Live? Come Jason on. Jason Pasco. <laughs> That's great. And we are Bobby and Jason's awesome 80s podcast. And this is, I think, number 17. It is our Frightful Special, Robert Catalano. Frightful number 17, the Halloween special. Can, can you give me another one of those laughs, too? I think I laugh. <laughs> Scaring oh, little shit. kids everywhere. Anyway, so last week we had a big show, man. We had William Cat from The Greatest American Hero, and and that was just a great interview. Lo- just just talking to him, it was it was really it felt, you know, Scotty Schwartz and uh, Diane Franklin. They felt really, you know, I was really super comfortable talking to them. But William Cat talking to him, he really just the way he talked about things, right. described things, and yeah, where I mean, it comes we, from. It was we, just we were both a little nervous 
you know, before the interview, we just didn't want to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> but we got a lot of great feedback and, um, William also, he, he said he loved the interview. So yeah, well, believe it or not, we really haven't done too many of these interview things. I mean, you did back in the eighties uh, with, when you were hosting the show, Yeah, the show you interviewed a lot of people. Yeah. 90, 91 when I was with princess, but that was more musical types. Mm-hmm. And, um, but never, never in depth, like we're getting on this show like a phone call like yeah we're like really asking a lot of questions and having a great conversation and um it's cool yeah it really struck me too because uh, we really appreciate everybody's feedback out there and how much he's loved i mean we got emails and we got messages and just how it affected each and every one of you and and you know sometimes bobby and i in our little bubble here in the garage when we're doing this the double garage the double exactly moving moving on up <laughs> Um, we don't realize that him and I just sitting here bullshitting, saying words, everybody out there is listening to it all over the country, all over the world. They are. I mean, there's some uh, listeners who always write and say, I was jogging, I'm exercising, I'm listening to you, I'm in the car, I'm in traffic and I'm listening and, you know, and, and, and it's very cool to, to know that people are doing that. And just as you're probably listening and thinking to yourselves with us sitting here, I mean, what the hell are we doing? You know, what do we look like? What are we doing? When I read your comments and I think about it, I think to myself, well, I mean, what are you doing? Are you like doing the dishes? Are you like working out? Are you, you know, what are you driving in your car? All that. They're doing everything. You know, the daily life. The daily life. The daily life. So look, Halloween is next week. And um, I figured I had a couple Halloween type things. You want to hear this one? How convenient. I know, I'm always. First off, let's get a little Halloween intro music, please. Please. Come on, Jeeves. Intro music. Uh, yes, spooky, scary stuff. There now you go. Now go right ahead. <laughs> All you. So, in the box office, a Halloween movie actually was number one last week. Do you know what it was? No. Um, Tyler Perry's Boo, A Medea Halloween. Believe it or not, this movie beat Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher. Oh, I believe that. And it made $27 million. Wow. That's impressive, man, for a comedy, um, Halloween comedy type. Especially when he's making it for probably like 15 mil. I I mean, mean, it's already a hit and it's only week one. Crazy. But yeah, he does well with Tyler... Perry does very well with the like the Medea things. He did the Medea Christmas, which was a big hit. Basically, if this guy does any holiday, mm. it seems to be like working. He owns it. So yeah. he should keep that up. So yeah, that's my little fun fact of Halloween type thing. That was great though. It's great. <laughs> I know, ladies and gents, we call this the Awesome 80s podcast, but it's turning into, you know, Bobby and Jason's Awesome 80s and then things that are going on in the world. Exactly. We like podcast. To, we, we talk about whatever the hell we want. Yes. <laughs> and we're just, we're really appreciative of the fact that you take your time and listen to us. So we do appreciate that. And uh, that's why we read your comments and uh, appreciate what you say as well. So Jason, I, I have a little pet peeve with you. With with me? Yes. With me? I mean, I'm sure a lot of listeners, look, if you watch a TV show and you dedicate your time and, and you know, a show like Game of Thrones, for example, which is one of my favorite TV shows. I've been watching it since episode one. Wait a second. Are you comparing us to Wait. Game of Thrones? Well, I'm not. But here's what, <laughs> ha- here's what happened, peeps. So I get a text message from Mr. Pasco oh, and there's an attachment and it says, spoiler. Now, apparently, somebody videotaped a scene from the upcoming 
um, season coming next year and there's a scene out there that people can watch and I didn't play it because I didn't want to know I want to be surprised but Jason you know <laughs> he can't wait so yeah man what why'd you send me that come on well you know I thought you I, I'm a got need my fixer game of Thrones did, too. did you watch it did you watch it I did, did watch it don't tell me about it are you sure? Yes. Don't tell anybody because I know there's listeners who watch Game of Thrones and I think they'd be very disappointed. I don't. Listen, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> but here's the thing. Up until this episode, this season, last season. Okay. Everybody knew from the books. I never read the books. Now, did you read the books? I didn't. I never read the books. I want to go back and read them. Yes, afterwards. But you know... After you get done watching those episodes in March and early November, you just want more of it. You want to mainline it's, more of it in your veins. I agree, man. The seasons go so fast. In that last episode each season, you're like, shit, I got to wait another year to see what the hell happens. Yes. <laughs> you can go back and watch them again. And then you watch. Don't you watch them in Spanish, too? I don't. I watch them. Well, I watch them on HBO. Right. You know, just in English. But then, yeah, I go back with my wife and we watch them with Spanish subtitles. Ah. So she gets more, she speaks good English, but um, she gets more when she can read it in Spanish also. I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, we do that together. I'd be totally lost. Isn't that nice, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be totally lost. But watching that show, uh, um, it just, I, I just needed a little bit more. So what team are you on? What, what what house is your favorite house on Game of Thrones? Oh, Jon Snow. Are you kidding me? Me too. That's the only way to go, man. Team Stark, baby. Team, Team Stark. Stark. Whoa, give a pound. There, there we go. go. Give a pound right there. Team Stark. Yeah, because those Lannisters, they're real cocksuckers. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, I think that I would mean, be a good here's the description. I, I think Jamie Lannister is actually deep down a decent dude. You know, there's parts of him that I like. See, and that's where the twist comes with the yeah. show. They you know twist what I'm it. If you go back and watch the first two episodes where he pushes Bran off the tower, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Where he kills his cousin. How did we get into the whole Game of Thrones conversation? <laughs> See, we, we could talk about Game of Thrones for like an hour. <laughs> See this, everybody? That's why we warned you. It's the 80s show. <laughs> but yeah, just so you know, Bobby and Jason are Team Stark. I don't know any Team of you guys, Stark. but that's our team. So let's do a little 80s here, okay? I know everybody out there. We'll do a little 80s. It's been a while since we've had a show moment. So, Roberto, can we get a little... The show. How about that laugh, too? That laugh. <laughs> there we go. So what do you got? So we got a show moment here. Because uh, there was uh, a little issue with some, a friend of ours' video last week. Uh, you know. Oh, that's right. Um... Yeah, we don't we don't want to get all into that though. No. But you know, I just I, I I can't help it. I just want to sometimes, and he just stops me. Yeah, I mean the copyright police are always on the prowl. Redonkulous. Anyway, so here's a question that we had about Halloween. How convenient! How convenient! <laughs> so Halloween here. Um, the question was: Is I see? Here's the thing. I'm a little bit discombobulated, so I don't have it in front of me. But it was. What did we dress up as for Halloween while we were on the show? And what are our favorite show memories from Halloween? So what, what do you remember and what did we dress up as? Now, a while back, we went over the one huge embarrassing moment. That we yeah, we did. did. And that's the one that I always remember. I mean, you know, I dressed up as Marlon Dale. Just a, and I dressed up as Todd Fresh. And um, yeah, we had a good time with that. I, I mean, I, that was my number one memory of any Halloween show that I did on 
the show. But didn't you wear anything else? Didn't you do anything else? I honestly don't remember. Nothing sticks out to me other than that show. I, what about you? Did I you, did the Coneheads with Joe White. Okay, you did the Coneheads. See, I can't Coneheads remember. And toga. I, I kind of remember I dress up as a girl, maybe. Yeah. Wow. And I was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> I had makeup on. Especially with that boy. Hey, big boy. Hey, baby. What are you, <laughs> what you doing? Like do? Can I pick you in the dance? Who's paying for dinner? <laughs> I remember that Andy would dress up as Dracula. I remember that. And actually, he looked, he looked great. Yes. That was a great costume. He would be like, I want to. <laughs> one, one thing about the show, this, the specials were always fun, you know, because they didn't come around too often. So the Christmas show or the Halloween show, these were special shows. The Valentine show. You know, I enjoyed the specials. The specials were fun. You could get away with a little bit more. Yeah. I remember, I think we did a grad. I think as time went on, like they would say we'd have to wear suits and we would only wear suit jackets. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. We we were kind of rebellious, Jason and I and Marlon and Joe. Um, but, um, we had a great time. Do you remember the anniversary shows every year? They, those were fun. Those were a lot of fun. They would bring in a cake. He would bring in special guests. They would get the crew in there. You'd see the cameramen and it was cool to, to see everybody who make the show, you know, who made the show, yeah, the producers, the, 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 the cameramen. cameramen were really cool. Eggy. I remember Eggy very well. Art. Artie. Yeah. Who's the floor Artie, director, right? Yeah. Great floor director. But Eggy was the one who stood out the most to me. He was such a nice guy. Um, funny. <laughs> he was very, very personable. Let's put it he that way. He really was. Yeah. And the, the, these guys, the, the cameramen also did camera work for the Philadelphia Phillies. So we would get a lot of scoop from that. Yeah. We talk about what was going on. So, yeah. Speaking of Halloween and dressing up, what do you remember as a child? Not the show. When you were a child, like, what were some of your costumes? And Well, first off, as a child... The thing that's so different from today, and I'm sure everybody out there who's got kids or relatives that are young, you can't, you know, now you, everything's so protected and whatnot, rightfully so for things that go on. But, you know, Halloween is a different day. They can only trick or treat between certain hours. The thing I remember as a kid, now we both kind of grew up in the suburbs of Jersey. Well, you were in South well, Philly. Well, I was in South Philly until I was 13. So, so I, I trick or treated in South Philly a lot. So one thing I, I was allowed to go out, I went out all night. You'd right. go out all night until it was really dark. So you'd start early and you'd hit all the hit, hit everywhere. And, and everybody basically in, in my South Jersey did trick or treating all the houses. You know, right. nowadays it's like, what a pain in the ass. These kids are coming around, you know, get yeah. off my, get off my So wait, wait, when your bag was full, did you go dump it at home and then go back out and get another? No, I, I did. Did you really? I was greedy, man. <laughs> I, I would, I actually used a pillowcase as a bag. That's the only way to do it. Right. Yeah. And, I would get it full. I go back to the house. I dump it out and I go back around. Now, one year, I remember this really vividly. Um, I was out trick or treating, and some bigger kids came along, and I had a tug of war with my pillowcase, and they ended up stealing my candy. Bro, I went home crying. Wow! It so really, you it really had happened. That thing. Yeah, oh, bro. Wow. They, you know, they're like 15, 16 year olds, and I'm like. 12, 11, what am I going to do? I'm this skinny little kid. But I fought for my candy, but I lost oh, it. Good, I went oh. home to crying to my dad. And he was pissed. He was like, I'm going to go find them motherfuckers. I'm going to kick their right. You know, my dad. Actually, he didn't actually say that when you were 12. My, actually, he did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mr. C, my father, Mr. C, yeah, he he, he's the genuine deal. He's Mr. South Philly. He definitely did. You know, I, he definitely did say that, I'm sure. What did you go out dressed as? What were you? What did you, what did you do? Did you make your costumes? What did you do? 
um, I mostly bought them. I think I would go to Kmart and, you know, you know, how you see the racks of costumes. Mm-hmm. I, I did superheroes. I think I did Batman. Um, I also dressed up as a girl as a kid. I don't know what that, I don't know, I guess I don't I know just, what that's saying. Here I had now. a girl fetish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love women. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did want a tribute. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, can't even remember mostly superhero stuff, Star Wars, type costumes mm. you know the things that i loved as a child and i still love today and you i would be very uh, uh it was interesting uh, we had a lot in my school you know i'm sure they do it today uh halloween parades where everybody go around and whatnot right now i would never find what i wanted with costumes so i'd make my own like out of cardboard boxes i remember one year oh, i made cool. i made the ark of the covenant I mean, really looking good with the with the broom handles and whatnot. And me Sweet. and a friend of mine dressed up as like the, the carrier sport. We did that. I made a battleship one year. So I would make these. Oh, very creative. Yeah, I would I make like these it. very cool out of boxes and the paint and all kinds of stuff. My father would help me and bring art supplies back from school. Did you ever make teacher. a robot? That would feel like something you might do. Yeah, I did. The box I, robot, I think you know. my brother might have made a robot. <laughs> but I liked the ones where you could, uh, you know... You made it, and you, like a ship, you walk around it. So it felt yeah, like yeah, you were yeah. in a fort. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, <laughs> I'm protected. I'm yeah, protected. Exactly. It's kind of cool. And then we would make like, uh, we, you know how you draw on paper and you tape it together? We'd make like uh, superhero things that you'd wrap around your body. Like my right. brother would be Superman, and I would always be Green Lantern. Green Lantern Green was Lantern. my favorite. It's cool. Yeah. So that's a little Halloween action there. So, you know, for the past couple shows, I've been bringing up this kill, killer clown <laughs> stuff. I mean, it just, bro, it's always in the news, especially because Halloween is around the corner. Well, that makes it very convenient. So here's the thing. You thought maybe this was just happening in the United States, but there's problems all over the globe. Oh, my God. The killer clowns are unionizing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's much deeper, man. Let me, let me give you a couple tidbits. Okay. So in Australia, right, uh-huh. there was a mask killer clown and he smacked a guy over the head with a fucking bat a killer clown smacked a guy over the head so his friends then ran over the killer clown with their car <laughs> bro this really happened i'm not even laughing i mean yeah i'm not laughing well he started it you know, he had the mask and a bat I, mean, now I would have ran him over too now it's on youtube i want to try and find the link i'm going to put it on facebook some people say it was staged but i watched it and honestly it looked real i'll show it to you and you okay. tell me what was you it think. like when they ran over him was like the skid mark like colorful like tears no you just hear a thump oh. it's crazy so that's australia now let's go over to the uk oh in the uk there's a guy his name is gary bedford okay mm-hmm. he dresses up as batman he goes around <laughs> to attack the killer clowns so that you know the kids aren't scared i mean these killer clowns are getting bad press everywhere <laughs> they're getting batman out of so what happens is he actually has a phone number and if kid sees a killer clown that's bothering people he calls him on his bat phone <laughs> bro this is a true story out of the uk no lie i know right oh my god so here's another one. This one's in Cambodia, of all places. The Cambodia? Cambo- the killer clowns have made it to Cambodia, people. This is like the ice bucket challenge here. It's, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so anyway, there's a U.S. student. He's visiting relatives in Cambodia, okay? He decides he's going to bring his killer clown mask out and go around and terrorize the people in this town in Cambodia. So what happens is the people get fed up with this shit. They chase this guy into the forest, right? Right. 
But the killer clown doesn't know that there's actually landmines that are left in that forest. He actually steps on one and dies. Well, it's one less killer clown. So, people, <laughs> there's a lesson for you. Do not go to Cambodia. Do not dress up as a killer clown and do not run in the forest. Because beware, unless you want to see Batman, then you can dress up as a killer clown. Party people, what is it? What is it today? I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy world, bro. Can't we just have a good time? Crazy world. So during the 80s, that was when those horror movies came out. We talked about one last week with William Cat House. House, which is a good one. And the 80s yeah. is just a amazing decade for horror movies treasure true it, it, it really is because it's funny because i think 1970 halloween the original came out and that started the whole slasher type films yeah the friday the 13th and whatnot yeah they just now do you remember everybody just take a second close your eyes and remember the first time you saw friday the 13th in the 80s and you know <laughs> even though now with everything that goes on wasn't it scary it wasn't was it very really scary. scary that was, was crystal scary. lake right yes i mean did, lake. did you want to at that place I mean I didn't I think it was in Jersey too Crystal Lake really yeah damn well yeah. you know I don't want to run into Jason <laughs> me either so yeah definitely Friday the 13th is, is on everybody's list of favorites and then of course Freddy Krueger Freddy Krueger the first one was unbelievably scary I mean I I think I had nightmares yeah everybody had that was so it caused a, a, an uproar you know, culturally with everyone, it caused like a crazy uproar. I remember that. And that was great for the guys who wrote it. But it, this was back in the day. You remember everybody when there was only three, four channels on TV. Right. So when you saw these movies, because like you said, that we were not connected with cell phones. We weren't connected with the Internet. It was the real deal. I mean, you're riding your bike and it's getting dark and you just watch Friday the 13th. Freddy's. Yeah. Freddy's behind you. you exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah. And bro, you and I saw a movie together that is one of my all-time favorites now it's considered science fiction but it's also considered horror yeah. and we saw it in 1986 yes we did on a double date i remember and that movie is aliens aliens too. yep the second one aliens an unbelievable film even today i can watch it and i'm not tired I, I love that movie. It was a great decade of horror. Now, it, it really was. We can go over all the big ones with the Freddies and the Houses and the Friday the 13th. Exactly. Now, but I remember there used to be a channel on, in a, probably one in every state, Channel 17, which was the channel that one of their shows were on, uh, would have horror nights. And they'd have real late at night, every once in a while, you could, your parents would let you stay up or you have a sleepover. Right. And you'd watch horror, like these B-rated horror movies. I know what you're talking about. Like Salem's about. Lot. But you know what's cool? They, those were were not only scary, but they were kind of funny. They were funny. You but, know? And, but, but as a kid, 13 like, years old. Like Toxic Avenger. Toxic, oh God, Toxic Avenger. Yeah. I mean, that that thing, they probably made it on with $20,000, but it ended up making millions of dollars, you know? And, yeah. and those people are out of New Jersey. Yep, cults. There we go. Jersey! Jersey, baby. So speaking of which, do you remember... Any obscure horror 80s thing? Not the popular movies. Something that you remember that you used to watch. I do. Do you remember a movie called Reanimator? Yes. Good that call. Reanimator wow. was one of my all-time favorite horror films of the 80s, and I still like it today. That movie spawned a few sequels, too. Mm -hmm. I which, remember. Um, from Beyond or something. But anyway, Reanimator was so campy and... 
scary and gory and funny. It had everything, and it was definitely B type film, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was great, you know. What about you? I got one. Channel 17, late at night, you know, that UHF station, 1130, laying down with your blankets in front of the TV because mom, dad, stay down there. Devil dogs, hound of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I swear to God, it's a real, if you go to IMDb and you look it up, devil dog, hound of hell, this one scared the living shit out of me as a kid. I still remember it. I, it, I missed that one. It's up there with Salem's Lot. And I remember Salem's Lot when they would open it up. Yes, that one I know. And he would say, you know. It would like come on like after that. And I remember watching the devil dog hound of hell. I still remember it in my head as a little <laughs> kid. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Halloween scare shit. It right is, there. man. Bro, I got another one. Wait, Hit me. This one was definitely a B-type film horror movie from the 80s. I don't know if you know this one, but it's called Motel Hell. Do you know that one? I don't know that one. (laughs) The premise of this movie is there's this motel. Do you remember back in the 70s and 80s when you were a kid, you see those kind of sleazy motels that had all the doors lined up, like single story kind of row house of of motel doors. Like Bates Motels. Exactly. Bates Motel. Real creepy. Well, this movie took place in a hotel like that. Motel, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just a slasher kind of thing. You get a room and next thing you know, you're fighting you know crazy motherfuckers trying to kill you so it's one of those i just remember that movie it's it's not like it's a great film Uh -uh. but it just made an impact on me and i remember as a kid my dad i don't want to go to a motel dad i do not want to stay in that motel (laughs) there you go yeah yeah so it definitely made an impact so yeah so i'm sure everybody out there is probably triggering you too so we're sorry for the nightmares later on tonight everybody All this scariness and all this spookiness we're talking about, we need somebody to bring a little light to make these nightmares go away, I'm telling you. It's been a few weeks, and our little buddy Marlon Dow is back with us. We had a couple interviews, and he wasn't here, but we're very excited to have that moment with Marlon. Marlon. little music, yeah. So, hey, little buddy, how you doing? In the house. Marlon Dow. Marlon Dow. I just love saying your name. It's like, it's like so smooth, you know? Well, I, I'm happy to be here on this fantastic night talking with my boys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since we are going with the, uh, traditional Halloween special, yes. we got some, uh, Halloween special fun facts in the movie genre, Oh, we are. particularly, particularly horror. Perfect. Excellent. Because we've been talking about horror the entire show, so this is right up the alley. Okay, I've got to ask a question, though, and uh, I, I want to know, Jason, what, what was your favorite horror film? My absolute favorite horror film back in the 80s, the, you mean the one that scared me the most or the one that was like my favorite rah-rah one? I want your favorite row, row. Oh, man. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, just because it just had so much going on, you know? Yeah, that that's a classic. Okay. That is a classic. Okay, uh, Mr. Catalano, what was your favorite horror film? You know, there's, there's so many that I love. It's hard to pick one, but I remember one. It was 1982, The Thing. Oh, I Do you remember The Thing? The thing. Yeah. That thing was creepy All as right. hell. So what about you? That is, a, that is, my friend, a John Carpenter classic. It sure and is. Good you. Now, what about and you? What What about you? What is, was your... My, my, my all-time favorite horror film 
it wasn't a commercial success, but it was a what you call a house favorite, and it was Phantasm. I remember that. I remember that. Phantasm I too. Remember that. That, Triggering that, me. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, and uh, the guy who played the tall man, Angus Scrim, one of my, you know, one of the guys that really scared the crap out of me. Uh, he just passed away, actually. You know, he, he was uh, oh, wow. oh. a legend in the horror film genre. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest in peace. So, bro, yeah. I have a trivia for you and Jason I want to throw out there. Okay. All right. So, in 1987, an unknown director made a horror film called Bad Taste. Who was, who was that director? Red paste? Is that what you said? No, bad. Bad taste. Oh, man. No, I don't. The only person would know would be you, Marlon, not me. I'm completely stumped. You guys know this director. He's so famous. Um, And this was one of his first films. His name is Peter Jackson from from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, bro. He started out with a horror movie. (laughs) <laughs> so. wow. I, I'm, I'm not one to get stumped in film uh, history, but Bobby, you got me. I got to research that after we uh, go our separate ways tonight. I'm impressed. <laughs> yes, I'm impressed you stumped Marlon. Wow. That's that's difficult to do. <laughs> so what else you, what else you got for us? Enough, I got some, I got some uh, horror film fun facts. Okay. And uh, these, this is great stuff I actually found out. Uh, even I didn't know this, but... Do you remember the movie Hannibal? Oh, yeah. Of course. Red, Red Dragon and Hannibal, right? They were very Hannibal. I know the one. Yeah. Okay, with the, the, the legendary Anthony Hopkins. That yeah. actually is the highest grossing film in the horror genre of all time. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Wow. You, you know, that, that movie was scary, man. When he, he had that mask on, like that thing they put on his face. He was, yeah. he was so diabolical. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, iconic. I got, I got another one for you. This is absolutely fascinating. Jaws is the highest grossing series, horror series of all time with one one point fifty two billion dollars. Wow. wow, man! Listen, guys, do not go into the water. <laughs> do not. Sometimes it pays to listen. Yeah, they tell you. You know what's cool about Jaws? I was in Universal Studios. Um and they actually still have the set. They have a lake there where they shot that film and the lake is still there and the buildings are there and they have a fake Jaws, a robotic Jaws going around in the lake. So it, if you want to you want to relive your your childhood terrors, yeah, bro, just go there. Go to Universal Studios in Hollywood and you will see Jaws. Yeah, that that is still uh, that's got to be in my top ten fear films of all time. And here's my next one. This is great. Okay, Friday the Thirteenth has the most sequels of any horror film as of even in 2009, the reboot. Um, it has the most series of any horror film in the history of film. How, how many? How many are there? It's got to be like eight or nine, right? More than that, I think. I think there's more than that. It's a shitload. Yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 uh, nineteen. Holy, Holy shit! shit. That's wow. The reboot. That is insane. Wow. Talk about and it's, imagine how profitable Man, that is. Man, talk about milking the cow. About, remember, there was there was also there's also Jason versus Predator. 
Like there's yes, so many ones that true. they've done, man. I remember those. They were they were more recent. I remember those. <laughs> My money's on the predator. Yeah. Also, here's another one on the on the on the uh, Friday the Thirteenth genre. Jason has the most recorded kills of 167. <laughs> Oh man, you know Jason. I always knew you were a bad dude. Why are you killing everybody? There you go. <laughs> Isn't that the coolest you've ever seen, man? That's great. It is, and man. Speaking of speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, it it earns the award for the most gallons of fake blood used in a film. <laughs> That's Five great. Gallons of fake blood they used for that genre. Oh man, and they killed off Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. They used a lot of blood there. That whole room, the ceiling and everything, yeah. Oh, man. That's great. I, that's, I never knew that. Wow. I okay, got... and I have, one last, I have one last one for you. This is great. Okay. The first, the first horror movie, okay, we're talking about horror, was a movie called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And this was the first horror film in 1920, okay? Now, the silent film genre was between 1894 and 1929, okay? Talkies didn't start until 1928, and right. this is the first horror film ever, and that was in 1920. So that started the horror film genre. That's And it was it was a silent film. That's interesting. Wow. That's interesting. That is yeah, very interesting. Really wild, right? Isn't do, that great? Do, do you... Not to mention, now, there was horror films before it, but this was the first commercial success for a horror film. Right. Yeah, I know, I know that Universal Studios was big in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s with all the classics, you know, the Frankensteins, the Draculas, right. the, you know, the, yeah, the, 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 the Creature from the Black Lagoon, Ooh, which is a classic. Right, right. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah, Bob, you got some really great classic posters that I know that you own, really classic uh, posters, and uh, I know that you love that genre also. I, I do, I do. Um, do you have any... Um, memories as a kid when you were you know a kid what kind of costumes did you dress up as like and and trick-or-treating as a young boy well, well well for me my first one that i remember i think i was about 13 and uh my first costume that i remember actually really liking was i was the double i had a mask that had horns and i had a red like you know like a i guess a foot footy which is like a one piece you you kind of put your feet in. Oh, yeah, you had a onesie. Uh, a, a, a onesie. Kind of like a, a little double in, in West Philly. Bro, that's great. Marlon Dell in West Philly in a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> you know something else, Marlon? We actually had a, a lot of questions this week with with Halloween coming on, and we, we answered one a little earlier in the show, him and I, get your opinion on it is. On the show, the show, the what, show. What do you remember? Like, what did you dress up on that, and that you remember from the Halloween shows? And is there any memories that you remember from from the Halloween shows in particular from being on the show? <laughs> uh, well, let me see. Um, I, I know that I dressed as a Caucasian male. Um, <laughs> I'm like, which is you know, it's a complex suit up. But uh, we, I got it done, and I was a, uh, I was a, I was a, an Italian white man. Um, I'm not sure who he was or right. I was, but sunglasses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could, I could tell you, man. You looked, you looked great. 
You look great. Yeah, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell the difference, really, right there. <laughs> so what? So what and else? You know, you know, you know. Wait a minute. You know, the best part about dressing up as as Bob was I, because I I am a performer. I danced like he did. Like I had, I had <laughs> the mannerisms. I remember and that. I had the, I had the the rhythm of Bobby Catalano. Like I really embodied the the whole spirit. Yeah. I remember. I, I remember that. Is is there anything else you remember from the shows? Like we were talking about how Andy used to always dress up as Dracula. Yeah, he was always yeah. Dracula. Do you remember anything in particular? Uh, well, I'm, I'm ratting my brain here. Yeah, you know what, Marlon? You were looking at all the girls, man. You you don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, Mar- so what? What am I? What am I? What am I forgetting? I have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea either. We just thought maybe you might have remembered something. I just remember that Andy did the Dracula and we all dressed up as each other. And um, Jason said he had dressed up one year as uh, the Coneheads with Joe White. Did that Whoa. one year. And that one I don't remember. Wow. So, so you, you guys were the Coneheads? Wow. Yeah, me and Joe were Coneheads. I don't remember that. In togas, yeah. Yeah. I, I must have missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, little buddy, man. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a few weeks, and we really did miss you, and I'm so happy we got you back. And, yeah, um, yeah, it's been a blast, guys. I, I, I can't wait to the following week. Be yeah. aware of those killer clowns, too. Yeah, bro. Watch out for the killer clowns. Do not approach them. Speaking of the killer clowns, you guys should see Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's a great film. <laughs> I remember that. That's I remember I that. To get that in there, bro. I remember that B film from the eighties. Yeah, that that's a that's a classic horror. Thanks for the memory, right there. All right, homie, go relax, and we'll be in touch. You All take right. care. Take it easy, Marlon. Have a good Halloween. All right, guys. Take care. Be safe. Thanks. Take Later. care, brother. Marlon always makes it all better, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't. He always brings a lot of great trivia that stumps us, but I stumped him today. It's just great talking to him. Just, to, you know what? Talking to you and talking to him is just like, I feel like if the listeners are enjoying it, we're enjoying it just yeah, as much. And we're, we're all buds. Yeah. You it's, know? it's just like the same conversations and stuff that we've been having since we were 15, 16 years we're, old. We're still having the conversations. Yeah. <laughs> we're like 15 years old in our heart. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read the email a little later, but first, this is because this is quickly becoming one of the most popular parts of the podcast. Which is what? The email bag jingle. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen. Here we go. Let's get the piano going. Da, 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 uh, da, da, da. I'm on strike. <laughs> I am on strike. <laughs> Come on. I got a piano player going. All right. The email bag. It's time for the email bag. A little more, come on. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> can, can read the damn email. No, you got to read the comments first. Well, then man. why did I read the damn jingle for the email bag <laughs> when I'm reading comments? So you can do it. Oh again. man, okay. Here we go. We have some comments. First one is from Marcy Sims, who's uh, been a listener from the beginning. Hello, Marcy. What's up, Marcy? She says this show was awesome with William Cat. You guys are killing it. Yeah, just like the clowns, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcy. Next comment is from Bobby uh, Dyrich. She says, great. 
I will be singing that song all day now. She's talking about the theme song from the great, greatest American hero. She says, Lord, laughing out loud, I loved this show. There you go. Now go ahead. Everybody think about it right now. Come on. Believe oh, it or not. There you go. There you go. You sound pretty good there, Jay. Thanks, pal. Next one is from Jennifer Dorin Hartwick. She, she's been around watching and listening for a long time. She says, what? My eight-year-old self loved him, William Cat. And then we had to learn the damn theme song in sixth grade. <laughs> so, yeah, William's getting a lot of love, man. They love Mr. Cat. They love Mr. Cat. We loved him, too. I have one more. It's a bonus Ooh, one. Oh, good bonus. Ding, this ding. is from a guy. His name is Emerson Bixby, new, new listener. He says, the greatest American hero was one of my father's very favorite shows. He kept telling me to watch it, and when I did, I was instantly addicted. William was so great also in Man from Earth, and I'm very happy to see he's coming back to do the sequel, Hollison. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. There you go. Hollison. 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 Let me get that right, because Eric might be, Bobby, why are you glitching out of my movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you got, Jay? I've got a fabulous email. So I get to read the email today. So this is from Arlene Smith. And she says, believe it or not, (laughs) I used to love that show. And unlike you guys with your Farrah Fawcett posters, I did have a Greatest American Hero poster. Well, Arlene, good for you. I actually saw him at a convention once, and he is the nicest, most gracious person. That's awesome. You two did an amazing job. I love listening to Bobby and Jason, two of my 80s idols, interview William Cat, another 80s superhero idol. I can't wait to hear more. Hey, Bobby, can you sing a little more? <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I am not a singer. Jason is the singer. I'm, the, I'm just the voice. I'm a voice. I do not sing. We'll get him, people. We'll get him. <laughs> she even put a little swoon in there. Love you guys. Thank you for making my Thursday feel as exciting as a Saturday night's. Well, that was great. Arlene, you are welcome. Thank you very much. That was a great email. Can you do the end of the email bag song real quick? I won't. (laughs) I won't. I am protesting. Uh, I am on strike. I'm trying, people. It's over. Oh, man. We had a great time, man. Today's show, the Halloween show, was was a blast. You did a fantastic job up front, too. So did you. I love the intro. It was, it was fun. It was fun, man. I, I, I hope that Vincent Price, if he's up there in the heavens, uh, I, I, hope, that. I hope that he's <laughs> listening and, and he appreciated it and he thought I did okay. Well, let's try this then. Okay, Robert Catalano. It is now time for you to count and show the kids that it is okay to be smart and know your numbers and enjoy your Halloween. So please take us out. Party people, this podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one. Boom. It's over. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.